Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Before we raise the curtain on tonight's episode in the lives of Fibber and Molly, let's listen to these words from them. McGee, I met Mrs. Allen today, and since her husband died, the poor woman's been involved in a forced liquidation of his business. Gee, Molly, that's a shame, but you know that happens all the time. And that's exactly why the Prudential Insurance Company developed their ownership control plan. But isn't that only for big companies? No, big and small alike. Actually, Prudential's ownership control plan is four plans. It can cover the loss of a key man in a company, a partner, a sole proprietor like Mr. Allen was, or a stockholder in a close corporation. But the important thing is that Prudential's ownership control plan makes sure that a man's business interest is protected, either for himself or for his heirs. Prudential has a booklet that describes the ownership control plan, and it's something every business owner should see. So, Mr. Businessman, for your copy without any obligation... Write your name and address on a card, along with the words Ownership Control Plan, and send it to us. Fibber McGee and Molly, Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. That's Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. Have you heard about the advertising deal the Wistful Vista merchants are going to pull next week? Well, a fellow named McGee has got a bunch of big weather balloons, and they're painting signs on them, and... Well, here, listen. Okay, Eddie. Put it back in my garage with the other balloons. boy. Give my regards to Kramer. Hey, Molly, Eddie the painter just brought another balloon back with Kramer's ad painted on another 25 bucks. Good. I got about half of them back with ads on them already. And the rest of the merchants are working on theirs now. Next thing I got to do is figure out how to attach a bucket seat to all them 30 balloons so I can go up with them. Close the door, Rickenbacker. It's freezing in here. Oh, sorry. Do you still intend to go through with this wild scheme of yours, hanging from those balloons over the downtown area with nothing between you and the crowd below but a prayer? Mine? Oh, gee whiz, Molly. The way you say it, you make it sound like it's dangerous or something. What? It is dangerous. If those balloons break or something... I'll get it. Is this the home of Tom Swift, boy balloonist? Ah. The guy who fell out of the balloons at 14th and Oak next Monday and broke every bone in his fat head? Why, Hey, stop shoving that door in my face. McGee, I want to come in. And scare Molly into making me get the whole thing up? No, sir. McGee, stop it. That's rude. Yeah, and besides, ooh, pinching my stomach. Ah, okay, okay. Go on in. Well, that's better. Now I know how an accordion feels after a fast chorus of Dardanella. Sit down, Doctor. Thank you. And confine your remarks to the weather, Bulgy. No talk about balloons. Isn't this awful, Doctor? I can't do a thing with him. He's determined to make this ridiculous flight Monday with his covey of balloons. Well, actually, Molly, sailing off a thousand feet into the air with a bunch of balloons isn't dangerous. You see there, Molly? If you know what you're doing, which you don't. So my advice to you, you addle-headed knuckle-dome, is go crawl in a gopher hole and stay there before you get killed. 
Who asked you? Now, look, look, Sonny. This balloon stuff is tougher than you think. It's complicated. Of course it is, McGee. Wind currents, rate of climb, ballast, temperature conditions. This is all very complex aeronautics. You don't know anything about free ballooning. Free ballooning? Free, he says. Ha! 25 bucks a sign them merchants are paying me. And I got all 30 of them balloons sold. The minute I drift over 14th and Oak, 750 bucks falls in Molly's lap. If you don't fall first. You want me to break his arm for you, Molly, before he goes up and breaks his neck? I'd oh, love to... Oh, dear, I, I don't know what to uh, do. Stop trying to scare my wife, you big panic maker. Besides, you're starting to scare me. I hope so. Now, doggone it, you said yourself there's nothing to this, Doc, and I'm going to do it, and that's final. I'll be back later, Molly. i got to drive over to Tracy's Hardware and pick up them cylinders of gas he ordered for me. And if I were you, Fatso, I wouldn't hang around. What do you mean by that? Well, when I get back, I'm going to blow up those balloons. And with your shape, if you get mixed up with them, we may not be able to find you for weeks. Oh. So long, Glover boy. I'll see you later. Well, Molly, it looks like he intends to go through with this thing. Oh. When he gets this way, there isn't a thing you can do with him. Mm-hmm. He's always been impulsive like that. Never stops to think of the danger. Just jumps in. Remember that night we all thought Teeny was lost in Dugan's woods? Yeah, he wouldn't wait for the search party to be formed. No, just rushed home, grabbed his knapsack and a compass and went in there to find her. Alone. Well, he's got nerve, all right. By the way, how long was he in there? Three days, I think. It's a good thing Teeny found him. <laughs> I don't know what's the matter with those forest rangers. You'd think with all that experience they have tracking down people. Oh, pardon me a moment. Hello, 79 Whisper Vista, Molly McGee speaking. Yeah, hello, this is Wilson, reporter from the Gazette. Would you tell your husband I'll be a little delayed? Uh, probably 3.30 instead of 3. I beg your pardon? Uh, for the interview. Uh, my paper wants to cover this stunt he's pulling Monday from the Merchants Association. Uh, didn't he mention it? No, he's just gone out. Well, he knows all about it. Oh, and tell him not to forget that picture we want to get. One of you and him, arm in arm, kind of looking up at the clouds. What? He never mentioned... I've got to run now. I'll see you at 3.30 for the interview in the picture. Uh, bye. Wait a minute, Dad. Oh, dear. What's the trouble, Molly? McGee! McGee! Well, he's gone. He just pulled out of the driveway. Oh, this is terrible. Doctor, would you give me a lift downtown to the beauty shop? Why, certainly. What's this all about? Well, I'll tell you on the way. Let me run and change this old house dress and put on something more presentable. I've got to get to that beauty shop and fast. Of all the idiotic things, making an appointment with a news photographer and not telling me a thing about it. <laughs> There's more fun with the McGee shortly. How much difference can a shampoo make in the appearance of your hair? You'll find out after your first sudsing with Dial Shampoo. Because this new shampoo gives your hair that diamond sparkle look. A bright and shiny look you'll love. And with Dial Shampoo, you get loads of creamy, rich, lanolated lather, too. It leaves every strand of your hair ever so soft. Ever so easy to manage, even right after shampooing. Once you try New Dial Shampoo, you'll know how true this little song is. Sparkle, sparkle, your hair too. Sparkles after Dial Shampoo. Dial Shampoo gets your hair clean. Dial Shampoo gets your hair sheen. Diamond sparkle, that's for you. When you use Dial Shampoo. Look for Dial Shampoo in the Unbreakable Squeeze Bottle at your favorite store. Hey, Molly, it's me. I'm back. 
I got the gas. Oh, I wonder where. Oh, there she is now. Oh, hi, Tootsie. Sorry I took so long. Did you miss me? Well, to be perfectly frank, sweetheart, no. <laughs> uh, it's you. How come you didn't yell grocery boy? Well, I used to, Johnny, but I've been finding out it's much more fun this way. Oh, yeah. Well, just put the stuff in the kitchen. Mrs. McGee is out. Okay, Johnny. Uh, what's new? What's new? You mean you haven't heard? Where have you been? Oh, around. Anything unusual been happening? Unusual? Yeah, you know, exciting. Exciting? I told daughter she's been ordering too many of them radishes. You got a bad echo, son. No, no, no. I'm just surprised that you haven't heard anything about this spectacular stunt I'm going to pull off Monday. Downtown, at 14th and Oak. What you going to do, Johnny? Stick your head in a lion's mouth in the Bontown window and then give him a hot foot? No, no, nothing like that. What I'm You're going to ride a bicycle across the tight wire from the city hall to the post office while juggling three bowling balls and whistling Tipperary through your teeth? <laughs> That'd be I'm the not going to ride a bicycle any place. I know. You're going down to 14th and Oak and shoot yourself. Out of a cannon. I'm not going to do no such a thing. Now pipe down, will you? You want to hear this stunt I'm going to pull or don't you? Yeah, you mean I got a choice? Okay, just for that I'm not going to tell you. Went too far this time, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, come on, Johnny. Don't get sore. Tell me. No, sir. You can just wait until it comes out in tomorrow's paper. Tomorrow's paper? Is it that big? Front page stuff, that's all. Reporter's on his way over here right now. No kidding. So if you'll excuse me, i got to dig out my high school album and my clippings. They'll probably want to know all my impertinent facts. Still won't tell me, huh? No, sir. You had your chance. Oh, but why torture yourself like this? You know you're dying to tell me. No. Well, I'll be a-going, then. Good luck on this stunt, Johnny. Whatever it is. And not knowing what it is, but knowing you, I leave you with two words. What's that? Accident insurance. <laughs> See you in tomorrow's paper. Guess that'll show him. Maybe I'd better mail him a copy in case he forgets to buy one. Uh-oh. That looks like that reporter now pulling in the driveway. I'd better run and get my high school annual and let him in because... McGee, where are you? In here, kiddo. Oh, I hurried as much as I could. How do I look? Mm, you look okay. Why? Okay? Here I spend two hours at the beauty parlor and buy a brand new Henri Soprini dress, and that's all you can say. Okay. You got some lint on your collar. Thanks. Gee, you are all dressed up. What's the occasion? Isn't that reporter coming over to take a picture? Of you and me arm in arm looking up at the sky? He phoned. Oh, that, yeah. He was here half an hour ago. He already took it. Without me? How could he take it without me here? Well, it wasn't easy, but... We finally got it okay. What are you talking about? That picture of you and me, arm in arm, looking up at the sky. Remember, it used to be on the piano when we lived back in Peoria? Me in my doughboy uniform and you in your hobble skirt and picture hat? What? You didn't give him that I picture. I had a heck of a time finding it, but I already told him he could take it to go with that headline he made up. Daring doughboy does it again. That's what it's going to say. Oh, for that. Does what again? Remember back in 1917 when I plumb in the cockpit of that Curtis Jenny... And Curtis jumped out and cranked the prop, and Jenny took off with me in it and run through a barbed wire fence. This reporter asked me if I had any flying experience, and it all come back to me, and a lot more. And tonight's paper is oh, going to have the whole stuff. Oh, this is ridiculous. We'll 
say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. <laughs> Will you please repeat that in plain English? Sure. Country Gentleman has changed its name to Better Farming. Yes, Country Gentleman, America's oldest farm magazine, has changed its name to Better Farming. And we invite every farmer in the country to subscribe to it. Because Better Farming is the magazine that can help you. The magazine that stands for better farm income and better farm living. To get Better Farming, simply send $2 with your name and address to Better Farming, Department A, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This entitles you to three full years of better farming delivered to your mailbox. If you're a farmer or operate a farm, you ought to know what's going on on other farms, what scientific changes are taking place, what improvements are being made, how all this change for the better can help your farm. Subscribe to Better Farming. Simply send $2 with your name and address to Better Farming, Department A, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hey, Molly, I got the paper, tomorrow's paper. And here's the story right here on page one. Oh, my, let's see it. Let's see. Hey, wait a minute. That isn't our picture. My gosh, it's right above our story, but that's a picture of Tommy Manville and his latest wife. <laughs> well, they weren't too far wrong at that. What you mean? There's the headline. Doughboy does it again. Well, gee whiz, I don't see why they had to put that in the Gazette instead of our picture. And you look so cute in that hobble skirt with the low sash. Now the public will never see it. <laughs> Thank goodness. Hmm? Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wald reminding you to be with us Sunday night when Mr. McGee, with his 30 weather balloons full of gas, gets ready for a test flight with results that will amaze you. Good night. Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.